this episode, dude, Brett, and Tyler sit down to drink some of the bourbon and talk Christmas gift ideas for the bourbon lover in your life. Find out more on this episode of The Bourbon Hunters. But before we get started, do you want to support our podcast? Do you like bourbon gear? Visit our website at www.bourbonhunters.com to buy some of our custom bourbon gear and support the podcast. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us on our hunt for great bourbon. Reward yourself and sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Bourbon Hunters. I am Duke Poole. I'm joined by Brett Ryan, Tyler Schaefer. and uh, we got the ba- the gang all back together again. Here we've got the a band's little, back. The band back. We're on a mission from God. <laughs> <laughs> Blues Brothers, there. The old Blues Brothers. Uh, so you know we've uh, had a Thanksgiving episode. We've had a uh, what was the episode that we did after? Uh, was that the I don't know. I have to look actually, because <laughs> but we got a little Christmas gifting type episode uh, coming up here. That's what we're doing today, and we're just going to drink some uh, random stuff. That's uh, what? What would we say? Like under sixty dollars, basically. Probably uh, under fifty or fifty-five. Yeah. Well, what's the Woodford? It's like fifty, isn't it? Uh, fifty, fifty-five, maybe. And what's the small we'll batch? Seventeen ninety-two. You know. So we'll say under. We'll just say under sixty. I think I thought seventeen ninety-two was still like maybe I don't thirty-five know. bucks. Or Why don't like you look that? it up? Do yeah. some research, buddy. Earn your keep. <laughs> Put some fucking work in. So, uh, right now, we've just got a little primer of Evan Williams Bottled and Bond, which is... Surprisingly good. It's highly underrated. Yeah. yeah. And, I, you know, we were talking before the episode, and, and one of the things I think before we get going into this is just those, you know, some changes in the industry. Like you were talking about, Tyler, all these different new distilleries popping up left and right, you know, multi-million dollar, multi-hundreds of millions of dollar distilleries that are just popping up everywhere and, and just... It's you know, a, it's a big investment with bourbon too, because it's not like vodka. You don't don't just take it right off the still. Well, but a lot of times they start that way. Yeah. While they're making their bourbon, they're also making vodka so that they can sell something immediately. Same thing with gin. So they'll they'll come out with vodka and gin to buy some time. Yeah. Um, and then while their bourbon is aging, you know, two to three to you know, hopefully four to six years, they're selling vodka and gin and stuff like that. Some places will actually source in the meantime. And so they'll source and, and buy from someone until, and actually Lux Rose is an example or of that. Um, and the same con- contract to still. Yeah, that's what I mean. Source yeah. or contract, either one. I mean, it's sure. similar type of thing. And the difference being is sourcing is they're going to buy what's in stock. And then contract distilling, they're going to send the recipe, have it made for them, basically. Yeah. But either way. the Probably a little bit of both, actually. But the contract yeah. distilling still has to be aged. So, sure. so they're going to source if they're going to do that. Yeah. Um, some places will contract distill until they get the ability to actually, uh, yeah. you know, make their own bourbon. Um, like OKI, for example, when before they became uh, New Riff, that's that's what they did. They they sourced from uh, uh, MGP, and then when they were able to start handing over their bourbon as you know as uh, bourbon, they they actually switched their name and and didn't just stay OKI. Why? Um, why? Um, what's the story on OKI now? They were bought out by another group of people. Uh, they bought the naming rights, basically, yeah. and now they're sourcing again from MGP. The new <laughs> people are doing what the original people did yeah. with OKI, oh, nice. which is all OKI ever was anyway. was a sourcing place. Um, I think it was like Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana is what yeah. it stood for or something oh, like that. Okay. It's really just Indiana. 
Well, that's where I, it came from. It was like but the then, tri-state yeah. area, sure. But uh, well, but they were based in since you know like that Cincinnati, Cincinnati yeah. suburb of uh, what's it called right across Newport the river? Newport, mm-hmm. yeah, which is technically in Kentucky. So sure, I don't know if that's where the OKI came from, but it could I was just, just there. KI. By the way, I went to Party City, yeah, and uh, they didn't have shit. Yeah, like when, I hunted. when you go to Party City, do you ever just pop into New Riffs? Uh, I no, I didn't. I, I probably should have. They have a pretty good gift shop, um, and, and their stuff's good. Like, it is. They usually have some new uh, single barrels in there too. Yeah, it's it's so. Un- uneventful like i've never been inside but when you pull up you're like oh that's new riff it's just well what do you want it to be i want it you know do you want a red like carpet rolled out every time you yeah, pull it's like the a buffalo trace experience yeah, or, uh, but where you can smell the the yeah the wheat and the the yeast. grains and the yeast yeah. and all that stuff yeah and it's just in a uh i mean it's literally in the parking lot of party city yeah it yeah is. Well, and like, I, you know why that is, right? No. The people that started New Riff were owners of Party City. Oh, really? Or Party Source, not Party, Party City. Yeah. Party Source. Oh, yeah, Party Source, um, my mistake. <clears throat> well, someone, I think you might have said Party Source. I think he said Party City. I may have said Party City. Yeah, I don't know. Someone did. It's the same thing. But, uh, yeah, they were the owners of Party Source, and so they started New Riff, and that's, I think, why they are in the parking lot of <laughs> Party Source. So. Um, real estate, you know? Yeah, real estate. I mean, I would do the same if I was the owner. So, uh, all right. So we, we couple wanted, things. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, we wanted to put this together as, um, you know, a lot of people are looking for gifts this time of year. You know, they're, they're searching for, for bourbon lovers. You know, it's a common question we, we get, you know, Hey, what's your favorite? What's a good gift? And it's um, usually what's under 50 bucks. That's what's, people's it, like price. Yeah, a lot. 50, yeah. $50 is like, you know, I don't want to spend more than 40, $50. Um, but I know he likes bourbon. Have, exactly. you, have you heard of Angel's Envy? Yeah. <laughs> so we wanted to pick uh, maybe four or five things today that you can get pretty much anywhere. I don't think you should have an issue finding any of this. Maybe um, one of them. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but then also talk about some gifts, too, that yes. you can get for the bourbon Another lover who ideas. might... Especially if they have a big collection already and you don't want to buy them a bourbon that they may already have or don't like or whatever. There's also some gift ideas that uh, that we can, you know, that we're going to shout out about. So, um, so real quick, Evan Williams, Bottled and Bond, 100 proof. I mean, what is it, a $30 bottle? 25 Yeah, it's got to be like 20, 20 25 It is a I, plastic screw cap, mind yes. you. Yes. This might be an old bottle. Um, but I, I do think it's a, it's a very, well, we did it on our budget mm-hmm. episode, I believe, bu- yeah. budget bottled and bond. And that um, might've been like a $20 episode. Yeah. And it, I think it, it's in that range. It's, it's definitely cheap. Um, Hold on, I'm looking. you're looking it up. Yeah. All right. So I, what I like about it is it's for the price. It's not super complex, but it's got the sweetness that you want that vanilla, that caramel mm-hmm. punch. And it even noses sweetness. I don't know that I nose anything specific, but I know sweetness, almost like a sugar or like a, but, but I get a good, you know, sweet palate. It would be great for mixers too. If, if you're new to stuff and yeah. you're still mixing and I think you know, that hundred proof is always good for mixers. Oh yeah. For like old fashions and this is uh 20 bucks. Yeah. Under, okay. Yeah. 19 bucks. I mean, you can't beat that for 20 bucks. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. It's like At a sore penis. Hard to be I mean, I bought an, an old fashioned that costs fifteen dollars for a exactly. drink, and you're getting a and whole bottle. And this has a surprising, um, like, oakiness to it. There's a little bit of oak to it, sure, and it, there should be. I mean, it's at least four years old. It's going to sit in the barrel for at least four years because yeah. it's it's a bottled and bond, so it should have a little bit of oak influence for sure. Um, yeah, it's a good start though. Good little, uh, good little primer. So, 
All right, let's let's take a step back. We've got four more bottles that we're going to talk about that are under fifty bucks or under sixty at least. Um, there's one that's we're not one hundred percent sure. We'll check Se- it out. Seventeen ninety two is thirty four. What's the Woodford Reserve? Woodford. Oak. Let me. So while he's looking that up, look it um, up, Jamie. <laughs> Brett, what uh, you were talking a little bit earlier about uh, some ideas and some things. Yeah, so I had a coworker reach out to me, and it, it was the same thing like Tyler just said, like. I want to get, uh, it was like a cousin or something, like a bourbon thing. They're like really into bourbon. And I get, they're, I'm seeing more and more of these on the shelves, but they're almost like like a gift pack slash yep. variety pack. And um, this one was from Old Forester. 55. Yeah. That's what I was okay. Yep. So this one was a, from Old Forester and I had not seen it before, but it was three 375 milliliter bottles. It was the 1910, the 1920, and then the 1897, the bottled yeah. and bond, which those are the three good ones. Um, out of the, you know, that those are the series. three favorites, I think for yeah. most people. And, um, I told her to pick that up. I'm like, Oh wow. That's a, I haven't seen that set before. That's really cool. Do you remember how much it was? I th- it was around 50. I thought. And so, I mean, to be, to be fair, if, if you think about it, any one of the bottles, which are seven fifty in the, in the whiskey row series are usually in that $50 range. Yeah. So if you're getting three, three seventy fives yeah. for around $50, that's a good deal. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting a bottle and a half basically. Well, and sure. I told her too about like, you can mix the 1910 and the 1920 and that right. gives you something as well. Yeah. But then there was also um, a rabbit hole one too, that had two, three seventy five ML bottles. And if I remember correctly, it was really neat. They both had like a shape where they kind of like fit into each other, like a concave and a convex like oh, type yeah. shape. And I was so like, you oh, could, that's really you cool. You could set them beside each other yeah. and, and they'd make love. Yeah. Yeah. And they were two <laughs> 375 bottles too. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. That's so I think those are good gifts for people. And if Yeah. Those types of little gift sets and stuff like that, that's always good. The only issue you run into with bourbon, and this is my only concern about when when – Inevitably, every Christmas, someone asks me, "Hey, my my father-in-law likes whatever, or my brother-in-law likes whatever, and you know what what kind of bourbon should I buy them?" I'm just like, I don't fucking know. Yeah, right. <laughs> what do they like? I mean, right. you have no. That's such a tough question because you know I love Old Forester, but not everyone likes Old Forester. A lot of people hate it. Yeah. You know, like yeah. And then same thing with you know just other things out there. Buffalo Trace. You get all these people that are like, "Oh my gosh, Buffalo Trace is great." But then other people are like, no, Buffalo Trace is like crap. And, you know, when you go on the tour at Buffalo Trace, they say it, you can drink it neat, but it's made technically to made to be a mixer. Yeah. Um, you know, the Eagle Rares and all those things, you know, it's so polarizing. Yeah. And it's, that's and the you, only problem when someone just to, asks you who, yeah. you don't know who the person they're talking about is. And you, know? you never want to recommend something that it's going to be hard for them to get. You want to say, right. hey, you can go pick this up at your Kroger, probably without any issue. And that to be honest, if they force me to talk about a bourbon, I almost always say Old Forester or Signature 100. Same. Because I'm same. like, listen, if they don't like neat, it goes great with a cube, it goes great in a in a cocktail. Yeah. It, it, it stands $20. up on its own. It's 20 like $22 and yeah. it's good. I most almost, people will like it. I almost uh grabbed a bottle for tonight and I was like, well, I I'm already bringing the uh, bottle of bond and I didn't want another like Super low ends, yeah, yeah. L- low price. No, but I mean, that's but yeah. but but you're right. Evan Williams bottled and bond. I don't think any person who's truly into bourbon, yeah, is going to be upset if you give them a bottle well, of Evan so Williams bottle. One and of bond. the things that I like about you know the grouping that we have here is we have something that's a little bit more like a lower proof with the Elijah Craig. 
Uh, we have something a little bit more higher proofed with the Maker's Cask. We also have a very cheap bottle in our range at which $20. is still a hundred proof. I mean, yes, it's still at hundred proof. And then uh, seventeen ninety two small batch is what ninety two point something yeah, yeah. or something, something yeah. weird like that. So then, and then we also have a uh, a bottle that is ninety three point seven. It's got a finish to it. And it's on the higher price range right. of of our and, of and our list at fifty five. Have you ever talked to someone who's had Woodford Reserve double oaked and didn't like it? No, no. I mean, everyone loves it. Yeah, and 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 the people that don't like it generally just are like, well, it's not. It's too sweet for me to have as a daily. Yeah. But they'll have it at the end of an evening, like or at the end of a meal or mm -hmm. something like that. So they still generally like it, but only on certain occasions. So my. The, the biggest pet peeve I have with them is I feel like I've had some inconsistent uh, barrel picks of theirs. Well, barrel picks, sure. But yeah. that's kind of what a barrel pick's all about, right? Yeah. Well, sometimes you get a, a brand that is a little bit more consistent, and I think theirs is a little bit more all over Even the place. Even the regular, just shelf or double oaked, I feel like yeah. I've had some variety in, in the flavor. And maybe it was me. Maybe it was something that... Well, palate. I mean, sure. honestly, yeah. palate comes into play. Like, if you've ever had garlic... On a night, and you go to a bourbon that you th consider a daily, whew, you're fucked. That yeah. that drink that night is not going to taste like it's ever drank before. I mean, sure. garlic will destroy your palate for, when it comes to bourbon. Mm -hmm. Like I love garlic, you know, I love me some Italian oh, food. I love garlic, but like, don't drink. I I generally don't drink bourbon on a night that I've had Italian food that has garlic in it. Yeah, I just won't do it unless it's like a mixed drink or something like mm -hmm. that. Sure, but. I guess we're kind of jumping ship here. Um, we've we've already gone through pretty and named every one of these bourbons, um, but we'll go through and taste them anyway. So the next, and I, I was going to recommend we do this one next, the Elijah Craig. Yeah, um, yeah, it's one that, of my favorites. That's one that I recommend people to a lot, especially because the age statement on it, right? It's like six to seven years, if I remember correctly, on those. I believe so, it, and I think it might even be a little bit of a wider range it's than that. Proofed possibly. a little bit lower. It is. Um, the mid nineties, right? Low, low to mid nineties. Yeah, it's ninety four. Ninety four. Yeah. Um, it's a relatively cheap bottle. It's probably yep. twenty five, thirty, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's right in that range. And I think it's really, really good. I think it's an overlooked one. Oh, it's, it's definitely every time overlooked. That we, I mean, we have so many private barrels. Yeah. It's their one, cast ranks. Um, I take it for granted because we, it's so easy to find. Yeah, and then you, and then you, you have a sip, and you're like, "Fuck, this is good." You know, this is it's one of my favorites to drink when I'm at a bar with overpriced bourbon. Yeah. Um, yeah and it, then this is sitting there for $7 and you're like, "Okay, I'll have this." So there's flagships, right? Every every distillery has a flagship. This is the Heaven Hill flagship in my opinion. This is their and then they have a weeded Larceny, which is I guess their weeded flagship, but I would say from a flagship perspective for Heaven Hill, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say that this is one of my favorite flagship bourbons. Correct. Um, Buffalo Trace obviously is a flagship for Buffalo Trace. Um, you've got Old Forester. I would say their 86 is probably their flagship, but their 100 is better, yeah. in my opinion. Correct. Um, I mean, what else? What other distilleries out there have the flagships? Um, um, I, I mean, mean, just a single barrel uh, uh, Four Roses. But I, well, Four Roses has their small batch, or yeah. if you want to call it their yellow label, is probably yeah, their flagship. No one, yeah, but it's, it's actually good. Remember, no, we did no, that I, I don't. But I'm, no one thinks of that when they're yeah. This is like their oh, flagship. you should go buy them a yeah. yeah. Um, no, you know you're right. I, I thought about bringing uh, Four Roses um, 
Small batch select. select. Small batch select, but I think that's sixty five. It's like sixty so or sixty nine. So it'd be pushing the limit. Yeah. yeah. I still think the um, single barrel shelfer is better than the small batch select. You think yeah. that? I but I think you're in the minority. I think a lot yeah. of people really enjoy the small batch oh, select. Yeah. If you want to, sp- if you are. Not necessarily a bourbon. God, what do you get on the nose with this, Elijah Craig? I was uh, trying to look up the age. So, like, we just went from Evan Williams, which is 100 proof, down to 94 proof. And this one is already richer on the nose. Oh, yeah. And nothing against Evan Williams. Yeah. I mean, like... It's a $20 bottle. And it's the same company. <sighs> True. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the funny thing. But this is just $10 more. And, like, I'm already getting so much more. more. It's just 10 more. But it goes to 11. This says 8 to 12 years. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, when you said 6 to 7, I, I didn't, I didn't think, think that was right. That 8 to 12. That's crazy. 8 to 12 so years. So you're getting an 8 to 12. And, and when a lot of people say $10 per year, right? a lot of people say that. Yeah. And and you see a lot of exceptions to that. But but when you think that as a value more, for yeah, bourbon, value. you're looking at 80 to $120. This is, you know, I know it's bashed and everything, but, like, still... That's, that's a deal. That's a good deal. I mean, absolutely. Now, granted, when you have a lot of the flagship bourbons, they're generally in that at least six year range. Um, so, like Buffalo Trace is like twenty some dollars, and you what, know things like that. What's the age on that on Buffalo Trace? It's like six to eight. Mm. That's what it's supposed to be. And I, I would have brought a Buffalo Trace, but you can't really find it. Yeah, I it's mean, not it, that it's expensive. I know how you fast. can get it, but yeah. It, but it's not like uh, sitting on the shelf. God, are, do you get any it's cherry? A little bit of cherry. Yeah, I got I got like a um, like a caramel and a cherry. Yeah. And I just took a sip, dude. It's like a dark. It's, it's almost like a, like dark a cherry word. Yeah, dark chocolate cherry. Yeah. Ooh, dark chocolate. That's good. Um, the taste on this though, um, I, I get a lot of oak on this. I, I don't do. know if it's because the other was a I lot younger, too. but man, like it was like wow. There's a lot more oak than I. But remember. there's a lot going on in this. Mm-hmm. This is definitely a lot more complex. First again for a small for, for a, batch for a flagship bourbon yeah. just sitting on the shelf. Yeah. Um, no, this is good. So this even says, Brett, oh, you you talked barrels. about uh, bourbon like a, a gift set like that. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about like the gift sets like of a a standard brand like a flagship like a Maker's that comes with uh, a Mule Cup or like Woodford does their uh, release that comes with like the Mule Cup or uh, maybe it's and then. Um, Maybe it's not a mule cup. Maybe they do a what is it called? The, what's the like a, rocks a mint glass. julep? Uh, like a mint julep cup? Uh, like an up like an up glass or whatever they call that. So like there's you know, but just in general, there's some of those gift sets that come out around Christmas time that have like the built-in rocks glasses or have the mint julep cup or they have the, the you know fashion kits cup. are popular too right That's, now. Yeah. Like it's the same thing where it's like an old fashioned kit that comes with a bottle and you know like a. a that big like twisty spoon to stir. I don't know what it is. I'm sure it has a name that I don't know. Um, I think like, the so official like, name's a big twisty spoon. Oh yeah, perfect. That's what spoon. I thought. Big twisty spoon. For some reason, they're always like spiraled. Um, but yeah, I think those kits are really cool. What do you think about those, Tyler? I really like them. And I think <laughs> spoken that, like a true poet true, there. true color guy there. True true color there. I think they're cool. Um, no, I think it depends. But for the most part, like. I always feel like I can never have enough rocks glasses, even yeah. though I've got a shit ton of them. But like, sure, I like rocks. In glasses. my head, I'm going to have people over, and I'm going to have mixed drinks. Never happens, but that's what I'm. You know, yeah. inevitably, when they all come and they see my collection, they just want to drink neat, which mm-hmm. I'm happy about. Sure, but like, in my head, like I think about okay, and it's the douchiest part of the movie, but neat, right? Which is only available on Tubi now. If you're trying to watch that, I'd say you can't it's find not it. on Hulu anymore. No, it's not on Hulu, but it's on Tubi, which is free. So well, you just have that. to deal with a couple of commercials here and there. 
Um, but yeah, so I've been watching it again before our trip. Uh, but the douchiest part of the movie is that guy that lives in Nashville that built the speakeasy in oh, his yeah, basement yeah. and has that. He's just he's he just hires a, that guy to come he, in. Yeah, which is cool, but he is just a douche. You know, he's the he goes into the store to buy, and he's you guys got anything in the back? You know, like right. It's which, very staged. Granted, it was twenty sixteen. And so, like, you could probably do that with your relationships. And in those secondary stores or states, you can probably still do that if you have a relationship. But, like, it just, you know, he's talking and he's, I don't know. I just want to smack him every time. He picked up, like, a Four Roses LE or something, didn't he? Yeah, he picked up a Four Roses limited edition. You're right. But it just, and it was the Brent Elliott one that that was, like, pretty popular at the time. Um, But I just, I don't know. There's something about the guy. I just want to smack him. And if they could remake Neat without that, without that guy in it, it'd be a much better movie. Mm. He's just, he's the only part of that movie that, and I even, more Jackie, less him. (laughs) I even enjoy the, the Steve Zahn parts. Like, you know, with him being a a goofball, he's He's just a goof, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But like, I just don't like that guy. He's kind of, for one, he doesn't like dogs at the beginning. That's the first thing you find out about him. And I was like, okay, you're done with me. I'm done with you. Yeah. It seems forced, too. That whole interaction seems kind of forced. Well, I think a lot of it is staged. Even that interaction with Jackie going to uh, yeah. where she's not even drinking Old Forcer. She's drinking like Makers, yeah. uh, Private Select, and stuff. That whole, I think all of those types of interactions seem forced um, to some degree. But I mean, that's how it is in a movie like that. You, you bring up, you go to a bartender, you have him you know, stage their drink that they like to mm-hmm. make and you, or you talk to a distiller and, and you take them out into the world instead of just talking to them in an interview fashion, which is what they did with Jackie. And, and I think that just makes it a little bit more forced, but you know that I just love that movie. Like I probably watch it three times a year, if not more. It's, it's cool to see like Eddie Russell, right. And see Freddie yeah. and uh, all the people uh, you see Elliot, you see yeah. even who's the, um, the the makers you see the makers guys you see uh who's the old guy that uh retired and uh, was four roses before elliot uh i think he's in it um can't remember his name off the top of my head god jason would be smacking me right now for not remembering this but anyway um yeah those guys i mean it's it's cool to see all those people and you know what i've so started good. yeah it is Sorry. it's it's just Elijah craig yeah it, and it's good it's, it's fantastic mm-hmm I've always wondered, I know I'm derailing, but their toasted barrel, if you could make your own toasted barrel, like they sell those little wooden barrels, right? Like you got sure. one for Christmas one year. You guys both got one for Christmas. Yeah, dude has one of mine. I have yours, yeah. Do like a light char in it and just like pour your bottle in there and leave it for like a week or two and then just sample it and be like, see if it like becomes like a toasted barrel. Yeah. I, I mean, the problem with those small barrels is it's just... They age so quickly. Quickly, and that's it's just, why I said. Yeah. I mean, maybe a week's too long. Even I don't I, know. Well, I don't know. I, they give you a chart on those things of what the equivalency is to like that's a, a regular size barrel. That's a great um, segue into. I think what we a would gift. agree is not a great gift. The little barrel. Yes. Um, well, I don't know that we would agree. You just never did shit with yours. Uh, correct. You did, did you? I haven't yet because it wasn't my gift, and I'm just like, all right. But I'm going to. I'm going. To, I'm going to do it soon. I was with a, a white free, dog. It's a free barrel. I know. I wasn't going to do the white dog. I was going to do like a toasting sure. project or something okay. like that. Yeah. Take something that and and like make it almost like double oaked because it's not toasted. It's actually charred. charred. Right. So you can't. So do it would almost be like a double oaked. What it would have to end up being. And then you'd have to just triple oaked. Put that Woodford in there. <laughs> put the Woodford in there. But but 
I mean, double oaked is technically that's the first toasted barrel out there. That's toasted. That's before the Michter's toasted barrel. That is supposedly their claim. They claim that they are the first toasted. I didn't realize their second one was a toasted. Yeah, which makes sense. That's why marshmallow. Yeah, that makes hundred percent marshmallow. Yeah. Um, but that's why when you see a double oak, like peerless double oak, you're thinking it's going to be something like that, but it's actually super spicy and it's yeah. because it's actually truly two oaked barrels two oaked charred, barrels, yeah. not, not toasted and charred. Um, all right. So back to, back to gifts, Tyler, what's outside of bourbons and gift sets and stuff like that. What's a, what's a good gift you think for just the bourbon lover? Um, or someone even just getting into bourbon. Getting into it. So I think Etsy has a lot of oh, really, really cool gifts. Um, Everything are, from like barrel heads. Barrel heads. That's where I got all my uh, barrel heads from, my, is from Etsy. Different type of like, you know, Blanton's uh, horse top collection. Art from, display from art. Uh, bourbon glasses and uh, bourbon bottles or whatever. I know Jeff made them, but I think they're also on there in a couple different ways. You can do like a Blanton's bottle cut in half that is a cigar holder. And, and it's like an, an ashtray, ashtray too, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Like an ashtray. Um, and it works out perfectly the way that it's round Shaped and then your the cigar bottom, yeah. can sit right in there. Um, but I've also like I've also seen and done um, citronella candles with Blanton bottles, or you yeah. can, but you can do them with any of them. Well, and Blanton's uh, bottles are just perfectly shaped for something artistic just, yes. and kind of neat looking, but still recognizable as a bourbon type thing. Exactly. Um, little lanterns, things like that. Uh, but art, I've seen probably, the lanterns. That's kind of neat. Art and just different things that go along with drinking bourbon. Um, so, I like the monogram rocks glasses. Yeah. I think those are There's cool. There's a couple of good places. There's the wet bar place that, that lets you do that kind of stuff that does yeah. – that's purely what they do for the most part is monograms. So they'll do like your three initials and stuff. Mm-hmm. Trina loves – like every year she gets me something it feels like yeah. from wet bar. Uh, Home wet bar is the name yeah. of the company. So like I think it's just homewetbar.com. But they do decanters. They do glasses that have monograms. They have – you know you, uh, you, you touched on it for a second about – you know, having enough glass glassware for people that come over. Yeah. Um, I never did finish I, that story. <laughs> yeah. You went on a dude. Uh, I, I went on a segue about yes. that douchebag. So anyway, uh, around that, you can never, in my opinion, you can never have too many, you know, glasses. And, and if you're truly a neat drinker, um, you like a clean glass, you know, one that hasn't been washed or one that hasn't been drinking out of if you're going from one bourbon to the next. So oh, it's, it's nice to, sure. like, have more than one nice rocks glass or um, you can have a couple of different Kenji drams if you're having a flight that night or blinds. Um, honestly, if you, if you know someone that collects quite a bit, those little, you know, two-ounce or one-ounce vials oh, yeah. are, you know – that's really a good, idea. good I didn't gifts think about because that. you know when when people are passing samples back and forth like you, you misplace them you never get them back oh i never get mine back yeah i, I think like, you're about the only person who's ever returned i think those I'd, vials to me but you still probably have 30 of those oh sure sure absolutely and um they're just a really good gift that you're like i didn't really it's like it's something you need 
And yeah, because your friends inevitably want to have a sample of something that you have. Yeah, or, or you, you want to get a sample from them. So yeah, I mean, it is. That's a. I didn't even think about vials, but that's a great. Uh, Amazon has a ton of those, like yep. two ounce and four ounce vials, and those are great. You know how many times I've used those? Not not to mention just for our like twelve days of Christmas thing that we used to do. But also, I've just got a shit ton of them sitting under the under yeah. my bar. You know, it's another one for you know what I, moving on. your bottles when you're moving home. Yeah, uh, are those blow up? Um, oh yeah, those blow up containers. Uh, yep. That are, are like really they're like I think they're called wine bottle uh, shippers or something mm-hmm, sure. like that. Shipping yeah. uh, containers. Those but are really nice ones. Those are, and they usually come with like an air pump and stuff. Yeah. But that's not the other reason to have those is not just when you're moving, but if you're traveling yeah, and you buy a bourbon and you want to ship it to yourself, that's a good way to not have, or pack it in your, your carry on yeah. yeah. or not your carry on, but your, your luggage, your, if you want to actually check a luggage, that's a great way to pack it so that they don't bust on the way home. Sure. Um, but I also still recommend taping the top of them if it's not like a, a wax top or something, um, just to keep the cork from popping off yeah. in the, in the plane. But, um, before we, I was going to say, ahead. before we get into any more, uh, suggestions, let's, let's yeah. crack the next. Well, we do, I think small batch next, right? I'm thinking sure. 1792 as well. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Pop into that, uh, Tyler, you're the only one done with your drink. Oh, am I? Yeah, I still have a little bit left in mine. Yeah, I was savoring the. Yeah, the Elijah Craig's good, man. It's, yeah, it's, it's very good, and it's funny because, you know, like here's the here's the I don't know if you want to call it irony or just stupidity or ludicrousness or whatever the word is, Luda <laughs> Cruz, but uh, it's ludicrous speed. But like spaceballs, yeah. all these people going after all of these crazy bourbons when you can buy Elijah Craig. And let's just say that's your in your wheelhouse. It may not be. You may not like Elijah Craig, but if you do, and then you're going out there chasing these bottles for three, four hundred, five hundred dollars, is it really that much better than Elijah Craig? Well, so I that think you, s- that you can justify spending three to five, and you know maybe once in a while. You I know? think some of it is people aren't drinking those bottles. Yeah, and some of it's like for show. Yeah, I think the more that we accept that, the, the no, I the get that. I listen. These I accept drinking. Them. I accept that there are people collecting in well, hopes that the value goes it's up. Probably seventy percent. And I well, well I'd say thirty percent. I'd say another thirty percent are flipping. They're taking a bottle and they're they're buying it for three hundred and they're going to yeah. sell it for five hundred, or they're going to buy it at MSRP like most of Buffalo Trace stuff that's under a hundred dollars, and then turn around and sell it for three hundred dollars. You know, I think that's a big thing. And I think some people have actually made a business out of it to the point where they're actually oh, yeah. making serious money. I'm sure. And I don't know how, like, how do they, how do they explain that in their taxes? Yeah. Like, seriously. Uh, f- <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, I'm wondering because I'm sure they're using Venmo and PayPal and all that stuff. Yeah. So, like, how do they explain that stuff? I made 30000 <laughs> Right. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, if they ever got audited, like, okay, wait a second here. What is going on? Right. Why do you have $30,000 in transactions on PayPal or Venmo or whatever, Cash App? Yeah. I just I just don't know how they get away with that stuff. Because electronic, you would think there's a flag that immediately pops up in the software that says, uh, this guy needs to be checked out. Yeah. But anyway. They're I, Amish. I digress. They're exempt from taxes. Yeah, could be. Could be. Maybe they are Amish. Um, <laughs> to all our Amish listeners out there. To all of our Amish bourbon flippers, <laughs> good on you. Um, 
No, I just, I, it just makes me wonder, like, do people who truly enjoy bourbon, when they sit down with a $500 bottle and an Elijah Craig $30 bottle, do they truly recognize enough? Like, I'm not going to say that the $500 bottle isn't better. Because, for example, that Generations Wild Turkey that we had, it was really good. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't worth $500. There's no way in hell I'm paying $500 for that. And that's kind of what we kind of said, I felt like, on the show, we too. We did. We like, did. I would have I would maybe paid 200 like, like yeah. Master's Keep-type prices. I would, But I would rather have five, like, $100, like, Russell's Reserve picks. Yes, for sure. You know what I mean? Versus that one. So. Yeah, no no doubt. And Russell's Reserve picks aren't, aren't $100. No. They're closer to 80 You know, like... That's the other thing. <laughs> it's like they're not a hundred dollars. <laughs> so you could have you could have six, you know, Russell's reserve picks right, for exactly. the price of that generations and probably have of those six, three of them be better than the generations. Correct. You could buy five and take your girlfriend out to dinner. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I don't well, know. yeah, that's true. Or your wife. Or how, Either one. Or both. You, you took could, your wife together, and your girlfriend. Together. Let them meet for the first time. <laughs> um, what do you get on the uh, nose for There's this? Something uh, fruity in there for me. Do you get that? Yeah, it's definitely like a, a like a, a tart. Yeah, like a light fruit, like a green fruit, um, like a sour grape. Yeah. Oh no, it's like sour a it's apple, like an maybe. apple. It's an is that apple, like a Granny Smith. It's like apple a apple Granny then? Smith apple is what it is. That's exactly what it is. It's like there is something. Oh, Granny Smith apple all day yeah. long. Holy cow! And you know what? 1792 is an unsung hero in the bourbon world. I really enjoy 1792. I know a lot of people don't like it, but it's what, so good. I've got that foolproof at home, and I've had it for a while. It is it's hard a, to it's drink, a higher, man. It's, it's a higher hot. rye. It's a higher rye. Maybe that's why they don't like it. There's yeah. people that don't like the high rise. And I like high, but the, the you don't proof, like rye, but you like high rye bourbons. I love high rye bourbons. Yeah, that's but a high rye bourbons like. 20 percent yeah. you know like that's not 50 over 50 percent rye yeah correct because like what's angel's envy rye 85 so 15 right that's the perfect Something amount of 85 95 5 oh you're right it's 95 yeah. 5 so yeah. like so you're you're talking about going 70 more percent rye that and there's a huge difference there correct because corn is still the major influence in a high rye bourbon yeah. right so you're right I'm, I'm not a rye guy in most cases and and the exception to that, I think, is the low entry proof rise like mixtures and stuff like that. I really enjoy those. Sure. But yeah, you're right. A high rye bourbon, I love. Yeah. I didn't used to. I didn't used to at all. I loved the weeded bourbons. Yeah. And now, like, I'm like, I really kind of enjoy that little bit of spice on those I think bourbons. That's why I like that, the Russells so much. Yeah. The, the rye in it. Yeah. I don't love this. Did you taste it yet? I did. Yeah. Well, you, I, to you're, me, it's, you're it's, allowed to not. And and 1792, I will say, to. is more of a polarizing uh, bourbon. There's yeah, a lot of people that sure. don't like 1792. I, I think coming after the Elijah Craig. Yeah. It just it's the Elijah Craig is more complex. It's more. It's more robust with flavor. I'm trying not to use that word as much because I've been using it lately. It's all right. No one's gonna. No. no I will agree track. that I. Ooh, I would. Take, I don't know, man. Really. It's, it's got a good finish. It's got Ooh. a great finish. Um, I, I think I would take the Elijah Craig, though. I, That's how I felt. I think, well, price-wise alone, I would take the Elijah Craig. Yeah. Yeah, finish is flat for me. It's not flat to me. And it's, I will say the Elijah Craig has a little bit higher viscosity. Yeah. This is thinner. That's, and that might be what it is for it's me. It's not, I don't think it's necessarily the finish. I think it's the viscosity that falls off. Like it, like. 
yes. you know, dries up. Well, quick. and I think when you when you don't have viscosity, the flavor doesn't stick yeah. with you as long yeah. because it's not just kind of it's not viscous in your mouth. So it just that thinness it just dissolves quicker. The, the flavor dissolves quicker. That's just I think that's just standard how it's going to be on a non-viscous drink. It's going to okay, it's gone. But I do think, and it might even just be the the rye or even the the uh, the alcohol content. But I get a pretty good burst of like flavor on the like back half of the tongue, not on the finish necessarily. Because you're right, I think the finish maybe doesn't it, stay finish, long. Yeah, it doesn't last. But for but me. it's like it comes in a little flat, gets to the back of the tongue, really bursts, and then at the and then the finish is is a little flat. But but I get that that burst I'm actually enjoying on the back of the tongue. And I, you're right though. That Granny Smith apple is is. Now that I've had a drink, it's not as strong on the nose, but it's still there. It's still it's still present. And I think I that's the first thing I taste on the tongue, and then that explosion of flavor happens. And then it, but it does. You're right. I, I'm going to go with you on this, Elijah Craig. I'm I'm going to like that a little bit more. I think because the finish falls flat. For me, right now, out of what we've had, if you do price. You know, by like flavor taste, the Elijah Craig is winning. Yeah, for sure. Easy. I, I think I right agree now. with that. Do you want to do? Uh, I know it's Woodford tough to next? do next. I don't know. I could I could go either way. I think it's because the Woodford is finished, we do it last. Okay. Yeah. I think we do Maker's Cask because it, it and plus Maker's Cask is like one oh something. It's like yeah one. Like it's not 10? even it's one oh. Well, it's different every. every oh, batch. is it? I yeah. didn't realize it. I every batch like, is different. I thought they like proofed it to a. They do not. That's Not good. with Maker's Cask. It's it's each batch is a little different. They they proof it to a flavor instead of instead of proofing everything to a proof. Okay, because I, I know it's like a batched product, so I was yeah. like, hmm, how are they doing that? Yeah, they they proof it to the flavor profile. Um, okay. Yeah, so you'll you'll see. Do you guys have any like Christmas plans or anything you're doing? Uh, I'm no. still unemployed, so I have that's no valid. plans. Yeah, no, that's valid. No. We obviously we have our. Uh, you're building Our a home. Trip. Yep. So you're probably not doing shit. Should I say that? Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know. Yeah. Um, I will I didn't say. I not know if Jillian knew or not yet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We, um, we generally host Christmas, and whoever in our family comes, comes. If they don't, they don't, whatever. So we generally, like, I'll smoke a turkey breast outside, sometimes two. Um, you're a turkey guy on Yeah, that Christmas. was going to be my next question. Do you guys do ham? No, we've... So... Um, we used to, used my, to do, used to do ham. Correct. Okay. Um, and I don't, I want to say it's my, we do both by the way. We do turkey and ham. So, so maybe it was turkey that my mom wasn't like fond of and, and liked ham. We did that for a long time and then it switched over to prime rib. We've prime probably done like the traditional. Yeah. And, and prime rib though? for Christmas, I feel like yeah, it, I thought it ham is. was the traditional. It, it, it's, Maybe typically it's, both. Yeah, it's typically okay. both. Ham, ham is probably traditional. Carfagnas um, will do prime ribs. They sell. That dude, are like high car, fucking end. So Carfagnas will do them too, but like any size you want. They're like, you know, I went in there. I'm like, oh, what sizes do you have? And they're like, what size do you want? Bone in or bone out? And I'm like, always bone or, in or wrapped. Um, I like cut and wrap. Unwrap bone in. Oh, that's me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to wink, Brett. Yeah. I think everyone on the podcast yeah. understood what you were going. It with was there. a Tyler. I just wanted to let him know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but yeah, they'll they'll do those. It's fantastic. They have some. I went to Garfania's uh, the other day. 
Fuck. I love that place. I fucking You're talking love more it. about their butcher, right? Their butchery, but like even their butchery? other their their Just their butcher, right? Butcher, their butcher, yeah. Um but even their pre-made meals, like their pre-made stuff, like I got a, a Tupperware of uh their meatballs the other day. Fuck, were they good? And I made So their sub. Italian market has that kind of stuff in it? Oh yeah, they have a they have all of their pre-made stuff. They have pastas, they have chicken cutlets. Like you can go get meals there, like full yeah. meals. Um, I know the Giant Eagle at Britain Parkway is now selling like their pasta sauce, yeah, like, jarred. Well, yeah, yeah, they have jarred. for a long time. Yeah, yep. yeah. So, but and that, their their vodka sauce is ridiculous. They have um, they have a ton of stuff in there. They they make pizzas. They have they have a whole like dessert bakery, but then they also have like their their packaged more Italian cookies, I guess you would say, and then a whole freezer section of pastas as well. It's it's unreal. I don't think I've ever shopped in their Italian market. I've only gone to the restaurant and the liquor store. Oh, we have to go just one of these days in the next couple of weeks. We'll just go up and we'll, we'll look at it. Just, you got some time. We'll, we'll go up and (laughs) I've got time. We'll go up and look at it. So, uh, for me, I will say, I'm going to give it a little bit of a, a background. Like, we always did the same thing for Thanksgiving as we did for Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For dinner. Mm-hmm. Growing up. That so that was just always in my same growing up. Yeah. So then I got with Trina and Trina her family did the same thing, but they also also did ham for Christmas. So for Christmas they would do turkey and ham. Okay. But everything else would be the same. So uh minus one year, Trina and I decided to do an Italian Christmas. And we did like manicotti. It was it was a homemade stuffed manicotti that we did, and so good. Like that was a that was a good year. And more recently, when we do our Christmas, I'll use it as an excuse to smoke a turkey breast, and I'll I'll inject it, do all this stuff, brine it basically. And holy cow! In the last in the last uh, year or two. When we brine a turkey breast, it's been oh, yeah. so freaking ridiculous. Yeah. How so long do you, good. Jeff and I talked about this the other day um, at length. How long do you brine for? Overnight. Okay. I'll just do it overnight. Yeah. So I do it the night before, then I get up the next morning and I'll time it based on the weights and stuff like sure. that. Um, Typically an hour a pound. It's, it's something like that. I can't remember. Um, for the brine? Yeah. Is what's recommended. An hour per pound. Cooking, you mean? No, no brining. Oh, oh, how long it's? Yeah. You put it in a yeah. big container to brine. Do you have like a big? I do. Yeah, like yeah. you typically like will a, put them in a cooler or oh, like a cooler is a good yeah, idea. Uh, a cooler or like you know, like if you have one of those um, large pots, like I mean, or one that you would oh, use yeah, like for a Dutch frying. oven almost. Like, yeah, I have a pretty big Dutch oven. Yeah. But it should be. Submerged. I gave uh, yeah. Trina a Dutch oven last night. <laughs> I figured someone was yeah. going to say something. So the other side of my family always the the in laws they always do crab legs. That's a very traditional Christmas thing too. I feel. I, and like, I, it's common. I I think it's don't like it. You don't like crab legs, or I, you don't like it I, for Christmas. Um, Both. For I me. so one. You don't like crab legs. No, they're crab. So, so much work for so little meat. Correct. That part one. Part two. That was Trina's dating experience with me. Yeah. Crabs. So it's funny, like, humans are like, insects. Ooh, I would never eat that. You're disgusting. Ocean insects. Mmm, that's mm, delicacy. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, Crabs they, are literally it, insects it, of the ocean. Yeah. They, uh, delicious insects of the ocean. But, like, yeah. if, if you were to eat, like, a cricket, like, people would think you're the nastiest fucking human But it's on not Earth. fucking from the ocean. It's so different. It, <laughs> 
It's like a cricket has no meat. Water insect versus like listen, land literally insect. just like it's uh, not even close to being the same. skeleton fucking shell. It's yes. not even close to being the same. There's actual meat. I know in shrimp, but so there's actual meat in crab. If we did lobster, Ala- all that. If stuff. we did Alaskan king crab, where you had like couple of pieces that were just massive i would love that but it's it's just we we do like uh, they'll go to like sam's club and just get like the the box of them Snow and there's crab like, type and stuff there's like snap oh there's little those king fucking, crabs they're like as big as your fucking table almost yeah no yeah i i mean you pull like the king crabs you pull them out and they're like literally a piece like this long like have you ever had maryland crab uh like the blue where it's shell? the actual middle of the crab that you're uh, eating. Yes, I have. That is so good. It and then, is. and then they like put all the like seasoning on the outside of it. Correct. And so as you're cr- yeah. you're supposed to use your They're hands and crack it yeah. open. And so as you get into it and stuff like that, you're getting it on your hands. That's and like then Louisiana and, shit too. Yeah. It was like and then as you pots. get it in your uh, in your your hands on the meat, you're transferring that seasoning yeah. to the meat, and then you eat yeah. it. Have you guys ever do like boils like? Uh, I've never done my own boil. I haven't done a boil yet. There's a seafood boil place. I'm afraid to go to it, but it's on Bethel. No, it's supposed to be great. The place on Bethel. Yeah, uh, Baltic loves that place. I'm just afraid to go to a seafood boil place in Ohio. It's great. All the ones I've ever gone to. Yeah, it's screwed up. I thought it was a cork. No, not not the maker's cask. It's screwed up all day long. No, so uh, I've always been afraid to go to a boil, a seafood boil in Ohio. That's valid. We're not in anywhere close to right. an ocean. We're very landlocked. So, like, uh, the ones I've ever gone to have been in Texas and Louisiana. And then also I did one in North Carolina. It was so good. Yeah. Um, and I love seafood boils. Love them. Love them. Oh, so, overall, Christmas, I do love ham. Um, I, 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 it's, it's fucking fantastic. But I will say prime rib has been my favorite. Prime rib. I fucking and I love and the, you're a, I love what I do with there's it. There's no other way to do prime rib but medium rare, right? Like that's just not a thing. Other uh, than medium rare, right? Are any of these in clean? Uh or no. I think I'll he's do, in the I'll middle of the cl- he's in the middle. Yeah. Um I've got two more over here too. Well I thought I had an extra room, but I don't know what the fuck happened to it. So no, it's probably that. Bend over and I'll show you. So I, I will say, um I think you're right, but I I I believe that if you do a low and slow and you get to that that temperature, I think you can really um, break down prime rib quite a bit. But when you, in, in my opinion, when it comes to actually uh, rib eyes, um, they're so fatty, they have to get to medium before the fat is appropriately broken down. I don't like me I don't like ribeyes at medium rare. Yeah. I would agree I, like, with, I would agree with that. Like the fillets I had, but typically when you're doing a um, uh, a prime rib, it is a lower and slower cook, so it breaks down and you can have it at medium rare. At medium rare. Right. Yeah. Um, and and one of the best things that my buddy taught me Did you me ever about, get the prime rib at uh, the barn? No, I didn't. Oh God, it's so, so good there. One of one of the things that my buddy taught me about that I absolutely love finishing it is I'll typically either do it in the oven or in the smoker. I I don't love prime rib smoked with flavor. It just it didn't turn out amazing. Um, but I I I love it slow in the oven. I pull it out and I'll let it rest for maybe 30, 45 minutes, uh, probably like thirty, while I'm letting it rest. Um, I get the oven to like 550, 
575. Like, I heard you let it get real fucking hot. Fucking ripping yeah. hot. But you you don't wait till it gets ripping hot and then just put it right in. You let it sit kind of ripping hot for maybe five minutes. And then you toss the prime rib in there. And it basically convection sears the outside. And you're it's only in there for five minutes. Yeah. And it comes out just like a fucking amazing brown. And and then you, you don't even have to let it rest. You just cut into it and go because it rested for beforehand yeah yeah so that sounds everything you say sounds right yeah i'm gonna believe everything you're saying right it's now. it's fucking great no, it sounds good it's great so Let's, yeah some of my favorite christmases have been that the turkey since i've started brining turkey and, and smoking it holy cow and so and the reason i do that for christmas is my mom makes a turkey for Chris, for thanksgiving and it's just always dry but she makes this homemade cranberry sauce that is just ridiculous. So I'll just dump that on top of the turkey, and it just kind of negates the dryness it's all about of the, the turkey. Brine and the like, you know what I mean? For a turkey, it really is because it's yeah, it, it's easy to dry out. That's why it's hard to do them on a. Well, smoker. she cooks it overnight in an oven at like two fifty or something weird like that. Some so weird. It dries out. So it just dries out overnight, and I'm just like, but she stuffs it with stuffing. So then the stuffing comes out amazing, yeah. but the turkey comes out dry. But does she brine it, though? And she does not. That's the that's I know, fucking I know, 95% I know, of it. I know, I know. Yeah, because the salt really... But she's, that's how I grew up was with that dry turkey, and then we juice it back up with some cranberry sauce. Yeah, and, it is, and uh, gravy. The it's cranberry sauce is gravy. so good. And yeah. she actually makes the gravy from the turkey. So do you put... Uh, do you guys like uh, sausage in your stuffing or your dressing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I do not like oysters. Okay. No, not oysters. Yeah. Uh, sausage. Like sausage. Oysters. So my mom like actually sausage. uses uh, stuff stovetop, but yeah. she makes her own type of thing from it. Trina makes a dressing, not a stuffing, but a dressing that is just freaking phenomenal. We we let the bread sit out overnight, yeah, and then we come back and, and then put the stock on it and stuff like that, celery, cut it all up fresh, put in, I think, thyme and, I don't know, maybe rose. I don't remember yeah. all the different things. Oregano. Uh, oregano. And, and that is my favorite dressing. Sure. My mom's stuffing is, like, moist and, like um, – it's a little more soggy. It's it's soggy, moist, yeah, whatever. So, but it's just so like hearty. Yeah, and it's so I, good. I will say stuffing is it's my favorite side. Uh, in my opinion, you can't fuck it up. I can never have too much of it. Yeah, and even the shittiest of shitty like stovetop is Still amazing good. to me. Yeah, I'm just like I'll eat the whole fucking box. Yeah, I, you're not wrong. Yeah, you're honestly you know, not. You know wrong. what? I don't know how they haven't made it yet, but. I, it's probably because there's only like one fat ass like me in the world. Um, so you know how they have like the individual cups of mac and cheese, right? Yeah. And the individual cups of mashed potatoes. Yep. Individual cups of stuffing. Why don't they have those? I don't know. They, it's not a it's, bad idea. It, all you have to do is put hot water in there and stir it off, and it flops up. Yeah, I don't know. I just I want a quick side question of stuffing here and there. What time do you guys eat Christmas dinner? Like typical white people at one thirty yeah. in the afternoon. Noon, or one one o'clock. Okay. So six I don't know or, why. six or seven rolls around, you're hungry again. What do you do? Eat sandwich. leftovers. It's always a sandwich. What's on your sandwich? Uh turkey gravy, stuffing. Um I don't go cranberry. Um again oh, I'm you not don't do a, a big, cranberry and no, like I'm, a miracle whip. 
cranberry, wow. and it's not mayonnaise, Ooh. Miracle Whip. Ooh, like a spread on it? That's not You a do idea. a cranberry Miracle Whip, uh, mix it up, and then make it like a, oh. Like it's, a like a, uh, a sauce on it? Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. It sounds like a Thanksgiving thing. It is, yeah, but we do Thanksgiving for yeah, Christmas, so. Yeah. It typically is like the same foods in a way. When, when you do Thanksgiving and you do turkey, and maybe you do ham or whatever for Honestly, like honestly, if turkey's done correctly, do you like ham or turkey better? Honestly, if if turkey's done well, it's been brined and it's juicy and it's. it's I turkey, yeah, turkey. If it's been like done right, better. well, turkey and, is and so only much and only because typically the hams that we get are like honey baked hams are good. Yeah, no, they're, that's what we generally. They're not do bad, but I'm just like. Uh, I could just give her. I'm just yeah. like, eh, it's, it's the ham. thing that, and whenever we have ham here, I almost never but, but eat it. Here is what so I miss. So what you got to do is make like a soup afterward. You do like a, like a uh, ham hock soup. Yeah, where you do like potato soup with it, or you do like yeah, potato um, soup. soup beans with ham. Yep. So, hmm. so this is a tradition that um, haven't had in a long, long time. Um, my grandma used to live in Miami. Um, she had a fucking awesome house. And I remember every, you tell me that every year. Um, well, the, the the reason it was fucking awesome is it was a, it was an L, and there was a pool in the L, and every oh, cool. single room, bathroom and room had a door to outside. So yeah. living room, kitchen, bathrooms, the master bedroom, they they all went out to the pool, and it was fucking awesome. But she would have a huge Christmas party every single year, and almost every single year, my family spent Christmas in Florida, um, but. Her really good friend, Carlos, who is Colombian, he would do a uh, whole hog roast. Um, oh, God, I love. Not an in-ground one, but no. he, he would build Either way. He would build a uh, uh, basically a pit um, and sp- spread the hog out between two wire... Um, like on a spit mesh. roast, essentially. Yeah. But it wasn't like turning. Rotating. It was just flat, and he would flip it occasionally, mm-hmm. and that's it, and, and and dress it throughout the process. But it was like a 12-hour process. Yeah, those are long. And Yeah, and it was so fucking good. Oh, I bet. So good. So, yeah. What are we, uh, what are we drinking here now? This is the Maker's Mark Cask Strength. This is by far the highest proof that we've had. We are, what is it, 108.7. What do you get on the nose? It's it's a little softer. I was going to say, I don't get a ton on the nose. On the palate, I got a decent amount. Yeah, same. It's definitely a little softer. And I think everything we get on the palate is actually due to the higher uh, proof. But I definitely get the wheat. Like that soft wheatness, you know, on the nose. I'm a little stuffy right now, too. But I'll say this. It's good. It's really good. Yeah. I like the nose. This is pretty pungent. This is good. I agree. Um, I get that vanilla. Is there an almond in there? Oh. There's definitely some sort of nut. I get an almond. Um... I could see almond for sure. It's good. Don't I like it? I, um, like I like almond. that. I don't know why I get almond. 
No, you know, it is. I it think is, you're right. It's though. not There's a peanut. It's definitely it's a defi- nutty yeah. flavor, but it's it's an off one. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, we've kind of uh, segued a little bit. So, decanters. How do you guys feel about decanters? I like them. I don't know. I mean, so as a display piece, I like them. I don't know enough about what it does. I know it helps like oxidation, but like, is it really helping that much, or is it just for display more? I think it's more for display. And if you get a good decanter, they've got a good seal, so it's not letting much oxidation happen. Yeah. Um, I think it's just more for like, and so here's here. I have two decanters in my room back here. One of them is just Buffalo Trays, and it's my nice good. Yeah, it is. That's a good thing to have in a decanter. But it's also one of those things that if I pour it into a, a buddy's glass, they're going to think, oh, you know, he's giving me the decanter. Right, right. You know? And it's Buffalo Trace, and it's good enough it'll hold up on its own. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one I have, which is the fancier decanter, is my Russell's Reserve uh, Single Barrel Infinity b- uh, bottle. Have you yeah. sampled that lately? I haven't sampled it lately. But I have added the – I'm waiting until we get Jason's Russell's. Yeah. When we get Jason's Russells from Mash and Journey, when those, I think there's two of them. Two Russells and a and Wild, wild Turkey. When we get those two Russells. Kentucky Spirit. Yeah, Kentucky Spirit. When we get the two Russells, I'm going to add those into it, let it sit for a, about a week, and then mm-hmm. I was going to test it out. Yeah. That would be a fun episode to do to like test the decanter. Yeah. Yeah. Or the Infinity Blend. How's your yeah. Infinity? Have you had it recently? No, I haven't. So I've killed like three bottles. I had some anchors um, that I killed it is. Did you put them into the... I didn't, no. I kind of forgot about it, as as, as sad as that is. Um, Because I'm just trying to, like, make some shelf space for the trip. And, you know, I know I'm getting those three bottles from Jason. Yeah. So, yeah, just trying to make some space. I don't know. I don't know how the trip's going to be for me, though. Like... Nah, me neither. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to buy, like... But well, it's f- like that every year. We're always like, ah, we're only going to get this. It's going right. to suck. And then, then you're going to get there, and there's going to be like a Four Roses single barrel. There's going to be a, you know, yeah, a like, wild turkey fuck. Kentucky spirit. There's go- like, we're going to go to these places. So I'm not going to – I mean, honestly, I, I'm holding out for – I've got like a threshold. I've got a list of thresholds that I'm going to buy if I see them. If I don't see them, I'm not buying them. Yeah. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. For example, Buffalo Trace. My threshold is E.H. Taylor, Eagle Rare. Yeah. That's probably me. Too. I, if I don't I, see those, I'm not getting them. If there's a Blanton's. I'm not getting a Blanton's. If I, I I've got know. enough I Blanton's have, back here. I have here. five Blanton's right I, now. That's, I'm not getting a Blanton's if they have it. But Unless someone wants it, me to buy it That's for what I mean. Yeah, I might yeah. do it to like gift to someone yeah. or like, well, hey, yeah, do you want to buy this off of me? Right. My, my brother. Um, for retail, not secondary. I don't give a fuck. I, um, if I found one, I'd, I'd get it for my brother because he's not making a living off of He doesn't have a bottle. He's wanted a bottle. And I'm like. So Every then, time he sees it, it's like 120 and I'm like, oh, fuck, don't pay that. At Wild Turkey, I don't know that I would go the Masters Keep this year. What is it this year? I don't know. It's, I think it's the rum one, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I won't. I probably won't do that. Um, it's already come and gone. Well, yeah, but sometimes they, ha- they hold some back mm. and they release them sporadically just sure. to have them in the gift shop. But I'll, I honestly, th- I'm trying to convince myself that this year, it's not going to be as much about the bottles as it is about cocktails at each place or drinks at each place. Sure. So like we go to, maybe we go to the Willet bar and we sit down and I have a, an old Forester from 1970 sure. or a, a wild Turkey, you know, yeah, I want a gold label, right. Austin nickel. Like, and yeah. I bet you they have that at the Willet yeah. bar. Yeah. Um, so those types of things. And so for me, it's going to be hanging out with all you fuck bags, but it's also going to be just the experiences uh, the 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 experiences we have set up are pretty good, yeah. and and this is one of the things I wanted to talk to you guys about. Like, 
we go to Buffalo Trace every year on the first day. Mm-hmm. And I and then we try to hurry up and get through a whole bunch of stuff and then stay in Louisville that night. And I feel like that just kind of messes with like there's some things that you could do. Like there's the whiskey thief place in Frankfurt, which you get to go and you get to just taste out of the barrels and stuff. Is but that like we, Bourbon Thirty? You don't kind of but not really. My only thing with that is that's early and I don't want to get too fucked up thieving out of a bunch of barrels. No, I hear what you're saying. That would be my like only like that to me that would be a three o'clock thing to do, but it's in yeah. Frankfurt. So if you're if you're in Frankfurt at three o'clock, you can't then make it to Bardstown. Yeah. Unless you come a different unless you go there yeah. and then back to Frankfurt and then maybe across the interstate over to I, Louisville. I would um how many first timers are on this trip though? Just I don't know how many two. people well two. Who's JD first timers with us? Yeah, JD and Heath. But they've both been on the bourbon trail before, I yeah, think. To, okay. to an extent. I, don't I just meant like how much, because I'm assuming you're kind of like leading into do we want to skip Buffalo Trace? No, I'm not saying I that. I think we do go we to we Buffalo wanna, Trace regardless. Cause, I think he's saying do we want it to be first? No, 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 no. What I'm saying is future years. This year's already planned out. Oh, yeah. We have our experiences already done. If we wanted to go to Whiskey Thief, that's an experience we would pay for. Sure. We've already paid for our stuff. First day is Jim Beam. That's our one experience the first day. The second day, our two experiences are Bardstown blending experience mm. in Louisville. Mm. Um, they have a Bardstown place in Louisville now. Mm. And then the second one is the Evan Williams tour and tasting. Yeah. Because I'm hoping with that we get the Evan Williams tenure that they just came out with. I'm yeah. hoping. So back to thresholds. My thresholds are Eagle Rare and E.H. Taylor at Buffalo Trace. Otherwise, I'm not going to get... I might pick up some knickknacks and stuff for like Christmas or whatever. Um, Wild Turkey would be a single barrel Russell's or a single barrel Wild uh, Kentucky Spirit. I think I would skip on both of those. I don't think I would because those are two big ones for me. If it's there like in... If it's like... Four Roses, I'll never skip on. Their picks, you know what I mean? Four Roses, single barrel, I will pick up every day of the week. Every day of the week. Unless it's all all of mine are almost empty. Yeah. Unless it's that minty one, I don't like at all. Well, that's the one. So so, I forget which yeast blend. E. H. Taylor all fucking day. Um, I'll get uh, Eagle Rare. Um, The two bottles that I have, they're both uh, store picks. So I kind of want a normal one just to kind of drink a little bit more daily. Are we doing Lux Row? Yeah, first day. First day is the Blitz. Like, first yeah. day is yeah. Buffalo Trace, uh, Wild Turkey, Four Roses. Then we go to Bardstown. We blow our load in the first day. Yeah, it's I nice. just know last year we didn't do Luxro, though. We didn't. We didn't have time because yeah. we did that preservation distillery and we did so much stuff. We we hung out at Four Roses longer than we expected. Yeah. Remember, we sat at the bar. Blood Oath might be the only thing I would get They're not going to have any Blood I want it. It'll if, be sold. If they out. have a 10 year. Um, I want the 10 year Rebel That's, and the yeah. Luxro 12 uh, double barrel. Those are those are two that I have sitting on my list. Those are I my thoughts. What's the line of the Lux Twelve? That's a what's fucking the, pricey bottle. It is, but it's what's always the new been. Lux Row One. That's the my buddy just picked it up. Four grand, maybe for like it was like eighty bucks. Yeah, yeah. But it's not twelve. It's not twelve years old. No. It, but it's a double barrel. It's the same idea as the twelve year. It's just not twelve years old. But it's I think it's four grand or mm. something like that. Mm. Um, okay. But it, I've I've heard it's decent. We're not going to Makers, right? We're not driving out to Makers last Thank year. God, yeah, for yeah, your it's a fucking drive. It is, and I just I love Makers, huh? Shotgun. 
I love I makers. I see the first row, and I'll be okay. Listen, I love makers, and I love going to their we'll get campus. Picked up first, so yeah. And to be honest, I love that they always have a couple of private selects there to choose from, and they always have some pretty good like uh, ornaments and stuff. Though. They had good private selects. They just didn't have the wood finishing series. That's oh. what they didn't have. But they always have private selects that have been picked by some of their uh, the master distiller and some of their employees. Yeah, um, they always have those. Um, and I've actually killed a few private selects lately. Like I'm, I'm, I still have a ton. Yeah. But I, but yeah, I, I don't mind going to Maker's Mark. Um, but it is. You're right. It's so far out of the way. Yeah. That I don't know. My my problem is we've gotten in the habit of going east to west. Frankfurt first day, going across the state. You know, through uh, Versailles and Versailles. and all that. Versailles, that's right. It's not France, and then uh, Bardstown, and then and then finishing in Louisville and staying the night there. Yeah, that first year that we stayed in Bardstown, and I can't find a good Airbnb in Bardstown for our bigger group now. No, we did hotel. Right, but we did the first year. We did uh, the Bardstown uh, Airbnb. Correct. And then the next year, you, me, and Jeff did the hotel. hotel yeah, which was nice. Which was fine. Um, and and I think Bardstown as a as a that first night house. that was so good but as a first night stay bardstown is a good location because then you're not limited to having to do what we what we're doing yeah because you could you could finish doing frankfurt makers mark all that stuff and then finish in bardstown do yeah. bardstown in the morning and Dinner. then go to louisville in the in exactly later day on saturday yeah but then you'd have to stay in a new place. So like you said, you don't want to have to pack up twice. Yeah, right? it is It is nice. Like last year was nice. Right, the same place two nights yeah. in a row. We're going to be in the same place two nights in a row this year too. Nice. Um, and it's not going to be the weekend of the Big Ten tournament or the uh, championship tournament. It'll be the, the week after all that. Cool. That was kind of cool, but it was yeah. distracting on the it, podcast. It was, and it, I think it increased the drinking. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, it definitely did. Yeah. You guys want to do this last one? Yeah, yeah. pour it out. For your homies, for my homies. So I think another thing. I think decanters are always a good, and and Home White Bar has good <sighs> decanter options that you can have personalized. The other thing that's a good, I think, gift idea. We talked about rocks glasses and stuff like that. There's a couple of good places out there. Uh, distillery products you can buy in bulk from them. They have a uh, more of a personal side where it's like less bulky. You can buy just a few things at a time. I can't remember what the the other side of that uh, is, but you can buy Glen Cairns, Kinsey Drams. You can buy rocks glasses and have them personalized. You can use your logos. You can use. Yep. It doesn't just need to be a monogram. It can actually be, you know, a logo. It's amazing what they can do with like laser etching. It's and crazy stuff now. And so, and you know what's funny? And and just real quick before we go, the laser etching is the way to go. Heaven Hill, they don't do laser etching. All of my Heaven Hill Glen Cairns are completely blank it's now. Fr- it's like painted frost, right? Yeah, and it's they're they're blank now. Yeah, or they're missing. Ha- it's like I- I- hill. Ill. <laughs> Ill hill. Yeah, it's like I- hill or whatever. But it's so, just uh, that irritates me. Yeah. So you can tell the places that go to the nice links of doing yeah. the actual uh, so uh, etching. In, in line with finding stuff online. Um, in line with finding things online. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Uh, perusing just the distillery retails online shops are amazing. And Buffalo Trace has endless, like 
it is one the largest uh, gift center shop. Yeah, for with sure. the most amount of knickknacks and knickknacks, but racks. also it's also like they have something for every brand. So if you want something yeah. for Weller, Stag, right. uh, Blands, sure. they have it all. But then. It's so big, but then you go on their online store and they have even more fucking shit. Yeah. It's it's insane. Like bar mats, yes. little coaster bar mat type things. Exactly. Th- those are the things I like. Plus, they also have like some uh, um, Christmas uh, ornaments, ornaments and yes. things like that's, that too. That's if if you are a bourbon uh, connoisseur. Did you guys see the Christmas tree? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got some of my Christmas ornaments from last year. I've got the ones I bought last I, year on our I'm trip. I'm putting um, my tree up soon, so then I'll have a, an inventory of things I still need yeah. as far as distilleries. So, but my point is, is if you don't know a distillery that this individual might like gifts for, you can't go wrong going to Buffalo Trace websites. If you know the distillery that's their favorite, yeah, Four Roses is another awesome one. Yeah. yeah. Go to go to a website. I got that little uh, bell from Four Roses. Yeah. That was a cool ornament. Yep. Um, here's the, here's a question for you guys. What do you guys think about bourbon books? I like them. If I don't read. If they're but... a reader, then yes. I mean, you got to be a reader. I don't read. But, right. But there's also like coffee table books. That's what yes. I mean. So that there's also some really good books by like Fred Minnick. There's sure. the Urban. There's Bourbon Justice by Hera. I think I think is his last name. Um, I've got a couple of books in there that are really nice. I've got some old-fashioned books, books, and then there's a bourbon cocktail book. You're a big reader, aren't you? you I, I know you are. I, I like to read. love to read. Dude, Jillian has been absolutely. She she got back into reading. She you know I would say like with Carter, starting from Carter, she stopped. But like, like she will fucking smoke through like a 300 page book in a fucking day. Like I'm like I'm like what book are you? And she's like oh, I've had like 15 this month. I'm like you're insane. That's wild. That's yeah. like my mom. Yeah. My mom does the same thing. Trina and I try to f- try to stick to the 12 books a year plan. Oh, that's a good. So a book a month. Yeah. It's what we try to stick to. And generally what'll happen is I'll I'll start off really strong in January and I'll finish like two or three books by like February. Yeah. And then I'll have a dry spell. And then when I go on like vacation in like April or May, I'll finish two books on vacation and I'll catch back up. And then I, that'll get me going. And it right it smells great. Sorry. And then I, that'll get me going and I'll start reading again. Yeah. And then I'll die off again middle of the year. And then around the holidays, I'll start reading again. Yeah. When it's like I'll finish this, another two or three It's books. like shit weather. It's dark at fucking yeah. 530. I, I, I just God, engage this, in too oh much online banter to read. <laughs> Which isn't productive. You're still for me. reading. It's not You're productive for online. anybody. You're just yeah. reading. It's not no. productive for anybody. But it is. You're not reading uh, anything productive. No, That's no, it thing. isn't. But uh, I, I do love it for the, uh, the, the different viewpoints. Sure. So I'm like, you're like, oh fuck. I'm not saying you're not getting anything out yes. of it, but it's just you're not, you're not. I mean, you might be getting other people's mindsets and and viewpoints and things, and like, oh, and it's opening your mind in that way. Yeah. But you're not learning anything no, new, no. Other than what other well, people. Well, someone someone could bring a fact sure, that is sure, probably not sure. true, but <laughs> probably not true. That's the other thing is you know, but like a lot of the books I read aren't about learning anyway. So like I'll read a lot of Jack Reacher books. I'll I'll read you know every once in a while. You like that, do you, Tyler? You like that? And it's really good. Dude, that's fucking. I get awesome. pure campfire marshmallow yes. type nose. Yep. It's just nuts. This that, is that this bottle is, for $55. Did we say what, this is, is Woodford Reserve Double Oak, by the way? Actually, so funny story about this bottle. Stuff. 
Oh my gosh, burnt marshmallow. I had never, it, many years ago, I had never had this. And this is what someone got me for my birthday. Because it was a friend that was like, oh. So the, the, so the first one you ever had was a gift for your birthday. Yes, okay. yes. Gotcha. Um, God, are you getting, you know how when you have a marshmallow and you burn the outside of it? Mm-hmm. And so, like you get you well, you get the burnt like uh, char Mm -hmm. on the outside of the marshmallow, and then you get the sweetness on the inside. That's what I'm getting on this. Yeah, but go ahead and finish your story about your gift. It was just you know, and I had never had it, and um, and I was like, holy shit, I've been like missing out on this the whole time. And then I think I drank it so much because I kept I bought like bottle after bottle. I do feel like this is one of those ones that if you drink too much, the it just like the enjoyment goes away. It did, and then for some reason I started getting like a weird flavor on it because I think I was. Drinking it so much, my yeah. palate was changing a little bit. But I haven't had it in. But you know what part a year, of it is? I bet you. It doesn't have much of a finish. It's all on the it's front all on end. The front. I agree. To the middle, and it's all like what it what you get on the front end in the middle makes up for the fact that it doesn't have a finish. But it really doesn't have a finish. I agree. It's it's all about that initial like explosion of campfire in your mouth. Tyler. Oh, I've already, I've already agreed with all of it. <laughs> Mentally. Mentally. But, I mean, there's no finish to it, really. Do you get a finish? No, I get what you're saying. It's all on the front, and there's not much on the back. That makes sense. It's airy like the other, like uh, 1792. And you yeah. know, you yeah, know yeah. what? I think a finish is good. But I you know what's there. interesting? The finish for me is all in the breath. I breathe. Yeah, I breathe marshmallow. Ooh, Yeah. You that's know what I mean? Way to describe it. Like you're breathing out that marshmallow. Oh, yeah. spe- speaking of that... Uh, one of the grossest and funniest things the other day, uh, it was me, Heath, and Andy taking Carter for a walk um, when we did our little friends mm-hmm. Friendsgiving the other day. Um, and Heath was walking behind us, and I burped and blew it out. And Heath was like, Heath was like, "Oh my god, I just, I just ate your burp." Like, <laughs> it was just like breathed in at the same time that like. Oh. Oh, walked gross. right through and I was like uh, I was like I wanted to throw up for him dude I was like that's so fucking, fucking nasty too yeah yeah the, I mean think the, about what they are it's the worst like, the worst burp of all time is the Costco hot dog burp Costco I mean I can't say that I've ever had a Costco dog? hot dog burp you mean like so, buying it at Costco at their little food oh it's a it's their their hot dogs are amazing but really? they make they make you fucking burp they make you gassy and it is the nastiest fucking burp of all. I can't time. say that I've ever had one. Yeah, I haven't either. Oh, it's so. I've good. heard their pizzas are good. Their pe- you've never of all. Of I've never been- eaten at Costco. No, no. it's like a dollar fifty for a. Fucking I know. Pizza. I've heard it's amazing, like flavor, like or like a uh, value for the food and all oh, that yeah. stuff. But I've just never had one. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. So, out of these, what do you guys think that you would like most recommend as a gift? Probably the Elijah Craig, man. Uh, yeah. I think value for flavor, the Elijah Craig is like a top-tier winner. Yeah. If you have someone looking to spend a little more, you know what I mean, um, don't know their financial status, whatever, who it's for, maybe it's for someone that's like very close, like a spouse, not just like Then you would still say Elijah buddy. Craig. I'm, I might lean them that. towards the, the double-oaked. It's a it's a pretty bottle. It looks nice on the shelf. Yeah. Um, but I still think like value for flavor, the Elijah Craig is the top winner. The uh, the Woodford is just a dessert bourbon all day. It is. It's it's like a I don't I'm not a wine drinker, but like a port wine. Sure. It's like a dessert wine. It's kind of yeah. like that. You don't drink it every night, 
but you, you know, you have it after a meal, you have it, you know, special occasions, whatever. I'm, uh, I think I'm agreeing with all of you in the sense that Eliza Craig, I think of what we did tonight is probably the most value for flavor, uh, and price sprint spent and all that stuff. I, I, Eliza Craig's it's underrated. It's just really good. Absolutely. And it's, it's completely underrated. Um, I think for me, this is, this is a, a hodgepodge of different options. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do in this price oh, yeah. range. We couldn't drink everything in the price right. range. We would be dead. A lot of things. I mean, we, we talked about Old Forester Signature 100. Mm-hmm. That's obviously like one of the ones we love, right? So we all love that. Early times bottled and bond. Early times bottled and bond, but oh, you, yeah. you can't you really can't. find that yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Um, but but like, I, there's just so many out there that I think that you can get into that aren't super pricey that still have a good flavor. And if you're in Ohio, you can wild turkey one hundred one. Wild turkey one hundred one. Yeah. Good, I agree. That's good, another good one. That's a good one. Old Forester. We said it. Old Forester signature, signature one hundred. Buffalo Trace, if you can find it, if sure. you know that, which is pretty not super crazy hard to do in Ohio if you go in the middle of the day, yeah. not not at the end of the day. But now that they're doing all the drops on Saturday is just insanity. Um, you know, those are all I think pretty good. But there's other stuff out there too that's just that people don't look for that's actually really reasonable and really good sure. tasting. And I just I, I don't know. I think. You don't have to spend $50 to have a good bourbon. And I think most bourbon lovers, if you bought them a bottle of Elijah Craig, they're not going to be upset about it. Even if that's not their favorite, they're going to use it in mixed drinks. Local Middle West Spirits. Middle West Spirits, yes. Yeah, for sure. And it's a four-grain bourbon, and it's and it's good. Even their, their shelfer. We, we always talk about their barrel picks, but their shelfer is just mm-hmm. really good. On the way of like gifts and things like that, I think you can't go wrong with a good, you know, glass set monogram. No one's going to be upset with that, even if they don't use them. They'll at least display them. Yep. Um, I'm not a big fan of of uh, like those uh, whiskey stones. No, not a big fan yeah, of those. Same. I got those. Trina got me those. I was... Even even the ice ball makers, I could. You know, like I'm just. I don't drink with ice, therefore I don't really care. And a lot a lot of times. Uh, sometimes like the glass ball is too big or the square just yeah. doesn't. Fit I use very them for well. my old fashions. Yeah, but I don't drink them with. I would the take those over. Well, typically if I drink with ice, it's a small piece just to cool it down. But that's do you, it. Do you ever make an old fashioned at home or have pre-made no, old fashions at I, home? I'm not a mixed drink guy. Never. Typically you don't like never. an old fashioned? No, I do, but I just I would almost. 99% of the time rather have unless they have a specialty cocktail like if it's a Manhattan or an old fashioned I'm I'm probably going to say pass but if they have something else um around bourbon then I'll I'll try it you like Hyde Park right yeah actually have I you want, had the old fashioned there the smoked old fashioned at old, old at I Hyde Park I don't I don't think so but it's I told so Jillian good. I wanted to go to um the Upper Arlington Hyde Park for my birthday. That's the only one there is, in my opinion. Yeah, I went to the downtown one week. So yeah, like, yeah, the one and it's street. decent, but the Hyde Park, the Hyde Park in Upper Arlington is the original, and it's easily the best. Yeah, I've been and, to three of them, and and, and that's, you guys haven't been to Top. 
No. And Bexley? No. I've heard really good things about that as well. It's a steakhouse. Nah, I've, I haven't been there. Yeah. Hyde Park in Upper Arlington, it's the weirdest location. It's kind of it, like it makes no sense that it's there, huh. but it's so good. It, it is so good. Yeah. And they have a smoked old fashioned that is out of this world. Okay. I'll get it. Yeah, get it. Julie doesn't drop the ball. I could see her being like, oh, fuck. I forgot to schedule or. Yeah, I hear you. Just why don't you do it yourself? And then if she makes it, she makes it. If not, then you have yours to fall back on. I know. I could do that. Yeah. I could be. And don't tell her that you made it. Well, I mean, I kind of have to because it usually involves a babysitter. Right. Right. Yeah. So. I'll just let her drop the ball. All right. Let's let's rank all this from a bourbon lover perspective. If you if you had someone buying you something, do you want them buying you bourbon? I mean, honestly, um, do you want them buying you bourbon? Probably not. Probably right. not. What would you rather them buy you? Um, probably some glassware. You know, if I had to guess, or like an old fashioned kit, yeah. maybe. But most, I mean, because I have a decent amount of glassware too. Yeah. Um. So maybe like an old fashioned kit or like a sampler kit or something like that. Yeah. I, um, the knickknacks at the store, I never want to spend the money on them in the moment. So I would love for, for, you like, know, like Christmas ornaments, ornaments and shit is, like that are Ornaments cool. are a perfect yeah. example. Yeah. And they make some awesome ones. I might peruse the, uh, Buffalo Trace site tonight or, for, uh, Four Roses just to see what they have. I might be a little different than all of you guys. I am a huge nostalgia guy. So for me, if someone was going to buy me something, if they fa- if they came across like some sort of artwork of like an old 1970s, 1950s, 19 even 1980s advertisement of bourbon, yeah, that's framed. I think that's cool shit. Yeah, that's cool for like art, like hang on the wall. Yeah, like because you know, because I've got like the bourbon room, the bourbon sitting room, and I love having stuff like that to be able to put on the walls. Yeah, it just helps. And I know that what I've done so far is it's all been like pictures that I took in in Rick houses and stuff like that. But like that kind of stuff, I love like that nostalgia because there's one of the things about bourbon is just the history, right? Sure, right. And so I love the history of bourbon and and that encompasses like the old the old school like advertisements of you know the woman wearing the the dress and the sweater top and the whatever holding a glass of bourbon or or the guy sitting the doctor like like, prescribing it like medicinal and all that yeah and like mad men even yeah you know like the mad men era of like you know holding that glass with the rocks in it and some bourbon you know versus scotch or whatever but like that kind of that kind of era I mm-hmm. love that type of stuff as a decoration. Mm-hmm. I think it's so cool. All right, guys. So uh, let us know what you think. Uh, I think this is a pretty good, uh, I guess, you know, uh, summary of, of some things you could buy some uh, as gifts for people. You don't have to buy the crazy expensive bourbons. There's some really good cheap bourbons out there. And then also from the bourbon world, there's a lot of stuff when in the way of books, glassware, uh, kits, as you mentioned, uh, gift sets, things like that, that almost every bourbon lover is going to enjoy. I think you can't go wrong with a lot of those uh, different things that are just out there and available to people in the way of gift sets and, and uh, as Tyler likes to say, knickknacks and paddywhacks. You know, paddy Give a dog a bone. bone. <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, thanks for joining in. Uh, this will be minus our bourbon trip and the bourbon kill two or three episodes and maybe a, a year recap that we might do. Probably our last episode outside of the uh, bourbon trip. So thanks for joining in this year, guys. We really appreciate the support. If you get a chance, go in, join us, uh, or give us a couple of reviews, five stars only. <laughs> if you have some constructive criticism, send that to us separately. Five stars on the app. Thanks a lot, guys. We will see you uh, after these uh, Bourbon Kill episodes. We'll see you next year. Thank you for joining us on yet another hunt for great bourbon. Please give us a five-star review anywhere you are listening. But if you can't, leave some constructive criticism in the review so that we can get better at improving our show. Good reviews help us bring better guests on for your listening pleasure, not mine. But until then, sit back, grab a pour, kick up your feet, and enjoy some bourbon.